0: You're listening to Real Folk with me, Joe Burke. Yay! Welcome to Real Folk. It's uh, Lee and Hartmut from Central Tickets.
1: thanks for having us.
0: Oh, it's so lovely to have you here via the magic of Zoom. Now, for for those that don't know, um, what is Central Ticket?
1: So we are a seat-filling agency in in London. We provide an audience for all kinds of events, arts-based events, mainly in London, but... All throughout the UK as well.
0: Cool. Were you guys already uh, mates and then decided to start this up or did it? Uh, did you meet via work?
1: Would you like to take that <laughs> one?
0: <laughs> Who's going to fess up to how you know each other?
2: It's a mixture of both, really, wasn't it? We both had part-time jobs at the same place. That's where we got to know each other. But then became friends. And then quite a bit further down the line, we came up with the idea of starting Central.
1: what a year it's been it's
0: incredible isn't it and obviously the next question naturally is clearly a business that you set up with audience tickets it has been hit one of the hardest during what's happened this year
1: yeah I mean it has been a really difficult and challenging time I mean sales just dropped off over a cliff overnight and then because we sell tickets for the West End as well we had an incredible amount of refunds to process for tickets that had been booked for all of the months where um, shows have been canceled so it was quite a it was quite a big undertaking to begin with but thankfully we've been able to just kind of coast by and we didn't slow down at all we kept working really hard on development projects and we just thought, we'll never get this time again yeah. to focus on development and do all of the little bits and bobs that you just don't really get time to do when you're working in a live environment with real shows. So, yeah, our development team, we've got a really great team of develop, developer guys and they've been working really hard on some really great stuff and we're really excited to share that with people when we come back. But sp- speaking about the, the fundraiser specifically, I think, um, you know, as hard as it's been for us, I think we both feel that the real victims of this situation are the people who have fallen through the cracks, particularly in terms of funding, whether that be performers who haven't been self employed long enough to meet the criteria for the the self employed allowances. I mean, we did some campaigning, um, well, lobbying, I guess, on their behalf. And then the campaign was really just a logical extension of that. We were just thinking about what can we do to um, mobilize our members to try and help. Yeah. And yeah, I just got involved with CrowdFunder. They produce a really helpful guide that has a lot of information in there. We just followed that to the T, really. And it seems that if you do what they tell you to do, then you set up the campaign in a way that, Um, reaches people and encourages them to make a donation and we certainly found that was our experience when we launched the campaign I mean the results just been amazing so great to see our members rallying behind all of the people who have um, given shows for them to attend including you Joe.
0: yes yeah I mean the thing is in the crowdfunder you were aiming to raise was it 30,000 or 15,000 what was the what was the starting point
2: Well, our initial target was 15,000 and we hit that in 25 hours, 26 hours. So we were completely taken aback by
0: that. Yeah. Were you thinking, oh, it'll trickle in really slowly and then suddenly you looked and it was just all there?
1: Yeah, we actually had a quite funny moment where we sent out the first email and then nothing happened. <laughs> we were like, oh okay. no, we've got egg on our face. <laughs> so we thought, okay, let's just go out for breakfast. And then hopefully by the time we get back, there'll be something happening. Then it was just a flood. And we were really relieved. Yeah. It was actually my birthday on that day. Oh. So uh, it was really nice to do something that was for other people on that day. And the inbox was super busy, which made a really nice change like old times
0: yeah oh that's amazing and it's it just sort of reinstills your feelings for humans the good that there is a lot of good out there because I mean I've started to do these podcasts purely because of that as well as a performer obviously I can't do shows and you know the likelihood of getting an acting role at the moment is very slim and I just it took me sort of most of the lockdown to think right what can I do so that I can say that I've done Something good's come out of it rather than, you know, just being, yeah. oh, let's just write off 2020. And I just thought, actually, there are so few podcasts where you're just speaking to regular people. Absolutely. And actually, you know, even if you just have a conversation with somebody in a cafe, everyone's extraordinary in their way and people's journeys are just innately interesting and yet you just don't hear the ordinary stories. Real folk was born from that. And so I'm hoping... That's yeah,
1: a really good idea.
0: And, I'm, and I hope that other people find it interesting and want to delve into real stories because I think there's There's so much celebrity stuff going on. And a lot of people, you know, that are just famous for being famous, they're not even talented in any particular way. And yet people are so interested in them. And it's like, oh, my goodness, but that's not, there's not really anything interesting. And when I'm speaking to ordinary folk, um, their stories are amazing, you know, what comes out and what they're doing. And and like you guys, you know, I love the fact that you call it a bedroom business. I think that's genius.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it pretty much was. Actually, it should have been a waitress cafe, business to begin with <laughs> because that is literally where we wrote our business plan the waitrose and king's cross with with free coffee that's
0: amazing see people <laughs> Too
1: don't, many
0: yeah and i think so many people get put off starting their own businesses or, or pursuing things because you you get tied into the thought that you have to, everything has to be perfect from the outset and you know, it really doesn't. You know, most people start from their bedrooms and or a coffee shop <laughs> with the least equipment. I
1: mean, it doesn't really matter what you start with. I mean, we started with a shoestring, not much money at all. The important thing was that we went out and did the market research and found people who confirmed back to us, yes, we will work with you if you do this. And and the same for customers. Yes, we will buy it and we'll buy it at this price. And I think that is all anyone really needs to have an idea and then just to make, make sure there's a kind of proof of concept there. Yeah. And then just go out and do the work.
0: Yeah. And and it helps if your business obviously is something that you're passionate about. Of
1: course. You have to enjoy what you do.
0: So are you, are you, your massive theatre buffs the pair of you then?
2: Yes, I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, in my younger days, not that my waistline shows that nowadays, <laughs> I was actually a dancer as well.
0: Ah, so that's interesting. So what type of dance?
2: It was contemporary. Uh, and we had a little dance theatre company we ran for a few years.
0: Amazing. And was that in the UK? Um,
2: yes, it was. We, uh, we all met each other at the place in Houston. We all went to class there.
0: So uh, do you still get the old dancing shoes out?
2: Only when and nobody watches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only
1: when he's had a few beers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. <laughs> and what about you, Lee?
1: I don't go so much as I used to. I do love the theatre. I used to work in theatre. I used to work for ATG oh, right. in the West End. So I spent some time um, in management teams at the Savoy and the Fortune Theatre for a while. I the love Cheek the of Savoy. Yort. Yeah, it's an amazing building. When I was there, it was um, Legally Blonde with Shardin Smith
0: oh i missed that i wanted to go and see that i missed that and i had tickets for the um nine to no no not nine to five yes nine to five we didn't get to see it because of the old you know
1: oh, what a shame. <laughs>
0: hopefully we will get there again
1: at some point yeah maybe it'll open again
0: yeah so um you you guys are based in central london so what's the what's the vibe going on in central london at the moment because although i'm in london i'm in southeast And uh, I haven't ventured in on the train yet. I'm told it's very different.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just so much more quiet. I was in Leicester Square last Friday night and the tube station was empty. It was so bizarre at that time on a Friday evening. And also seeing Haymarket, none of the theatres lit up on a Friday night was really odd.
0: It's so strange, isn't it? It's really, really strange.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're starting to work with a few that are coming back. Sometimes, you know, when you're working in it, it's a bit like working in an ice cream shop. You're too busy serving the ice cream to watch it. Yeah,
0: yeah, which does help the waistline if it's ice creams, but, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, when I worked at the Savoy, the whole time I didn't ever see Legally Blonde. I think that happens yeah. when you're working in it. You tend to miss the show because you're doing the work behind the scenes.
0: Both of you guys, I detect accents. So where are you from originally, you two? Can you guess? So I I'm I'm, I'm gonna go for Hartmut, Germany. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> and I'm gonna go Lee, I was trying to work out first of all I thought it was American and then I think Irish and then I think I don't know. It's it sounds there's, there's I'm detective of you.
1: That's what everyone says, but I'm actually Scottish.
0: What part of Scotland? Aberdeen. Ah, right. Cool. I've I've never been to Aberdeen, but obviously I've done a lot of Edinburgh's, so I do, I do love Scotland.
1: Have you been up there for the Fringe?
0: I've done six Edinburgh Fringes, yeah. Wow.
1: How is it? You know I've never been. Have
0: you never been? It's amazing. Never been. It's the best thing ever. Really? My heart and soul just... Uh, i've never been to edinburgh when it's not been the festival and every year i go up there i say i will come back to you one day when you're not full of crazies <laughs> and you know the, <laughs> the atmosphere is just amazing you know and it's packed and I can totally understand why people that live there leave for that month <laughs> and rent their rooms out extortionate rates
1: so what about you what's next on the agenda for you Joe?
0: uh well this is what I'm doing for the foreseeable at the moment because as I said it's it's something that I can I'm in control of and that I can do relatively easily under lockdown circumstances I can I can meet some people um at my creative space I've got a creative space called custard HQ in Folkestone and so I record some of these live well not not live as in release them live but I record them in the creative space then the others I do via Zoom like you guys and this is the first this is the first three way I know that sounds rude but
1: <laughs> well, we're glad to be your first thanks
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so Lee Hartman, you know, your uh, uh, virgins for me, as in uh, two virgins for a three-way. I'm making it worse, aren't I? I'll just shut up. Um, <laughs> goodness knows how I'll edit this one. So, because uh, obviously I'm doing everything myself, like us performers do. Yeah. And that's that's the other thing going back to sort of full circle to the crowdfunding thing you set up, which is incredible because so many of us. I mean, I know you do offer tickets for for big West End shows as well but you also look out for the smaller people like myself and the comedy shows and the the smaller venues and it's so important because it's really tough for us to get bums on seats and it is really lovely to have a full appreciative audience and it means a lot so you know it meant a lot when I looked up and I thought oh my goodness what's that in my inbox and it was like oh we're, we're thinking of you during this time and we're trying to raise funds because every every little bit really does help because a lot of us as I said are self-funded and hold down other jobs and that's another reason I'm doing these as well is to prove that you know people are not just one thing unfortunately everyone sort of likes to and it's easy to pigeonhole and go oh you know Lee does that or Joe is this but the majority of us are so many different things and especially anyone creative because it's so hard to make a living being creative and doing what you're passionate about. Most people have at least one, two, maybe three other jobs trying to hold that up. Yeah, And um, yeah, that's right. You know, when that gets, the, the plug gets pulled on, on sort of everything, it's really hard to stop everything tumbling down. So the fact that you guys were straight in there, um, you know, selflessly putting the message across to, to support all those artists and it's not just the artists themselves. Like you said, it's the, it's the background people. It's the stage managers. It's the production. Pe- you know, it's a huge amount totally. of effort to get anything up on its feet.
1: Absolutely, and we're quite lucky in that way, in the way that we're positioned, because there's not a standard way of people who not a standard way of allocating tickets to us via our business. So, just by virtue of that, we come into contact with people at all levels of the of the scale, whether that be the performer themselves or the box office team or the marketers or the directors or the producers, you know, we're, we're working with all of those people. So that's, what's really great about the fundraiser that, that money will then go straight back to all of those, well, that spectrum of people, and really touch, you know, many people across the arts. That was the aim. And of course, we're still going to top up ourselves with an extra 15,000. Um, we're also hoping to get another 5,000 from the Mayor of London. They opened up the scheme on the same day that we went live, actually, where they would match up to 5,000 pounds so long as you hit your target. Which we have. We're just waiting to hear whether our particular project meets their specific guidelines, but we're hoping so so that would take our total to well, currently it would take it to something like fifty three, fifty four thousand. My goodness,
0: that's incredible. And I'm I'm sure people will do amazing things with it. And as I said, when it all happened and that email came through, I was like, Oh, wow. It's Somebody Mm. is out there, because at the time, nobody was out there doing anything for
1: anyone. Yeah, I think that was like our primary motivator really was to make people feel like we're in this together. And we're going to do our bit to support you. And just that feeling of knowing that someone's out there trying to do something good for you and that you're not forgotten about. I think that was really important to us to try and convey and get across.
0: Yeah and I think what it what it did and I'm sure for for everyone involved it made you feel appreciated it was like oh thank goodness you know somebody has helped sell tickets for one of my shows or you know whoever else you know that got that same email whatever production it was musical theater or comedy you know you just actually just suddenly felt ah oh, well it was worth doing that you know it's, that, my life's not a massive yeah, waste yeah i mean you're
1: <laughs> your contribution is a valid contribution to the arts.
0: Yeah, because I especially think on the smaller scene. side, when you're at sort of my level, it's very easy to, to sort of think, well, well, that's it then, that's me done and I won't be able to go forward now. It was hard enough before, <laughs> now there's this. And you just think, oh, actually, it's worth, it's worth doing because people do care and people do appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. That, that has also been really heartening, reading the comments from the members on the crowdfunding page you know how much live performance in theater and dance and music means to them and how much that in, uh, uh, enlivens their life
0: i know i watched a couple of the nt live performances uh, early on in the lockdown i don't know if you managed to catch any and it actually yeah, I saw a few. yeah it actually yes. upset me because i'm i missed the live you you had shots of the audience and things in those and i just thought at the time gosh when is this ever going to be available to us again. And although I loved watching it, you know, if you've been to a live performance, that it's nothing like being there live. And yet you can see all the yeah, audience appreciating it. And I watched One Man, Two Governors, and obviously people were sort of crying with laughter. And it's that whole sense of group joy that. Yes. You just miss if you don't do live performance.
1: Yeah, like sometimes there's one person in the audience who has a really funny laugh. Yes. And then that just sets off everyone. And then every time they laugh, the rest of the audience laughs. I really miss things like that. Yeah. You only get that when you're in a room with people, don't you? That's
0: it. That is absolutely it. You know, it's it's just magical. It's absolutely magical. And the the thought of losing it, I mean, even for the amount of time we have lost it, is awful but at least you know with the help of you guys and um you know the people that are stalwarts and are marching forward regardless hopefully it'll be back as soon as possible
1: yeah I mean kudos to the people who are going out there first and making it happen I mean we've got um sleepless going into Troubadour uh, Wembley you know, the fully staged show, the first socially distant show. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, they're not in a central London location, but yet, you know, they're pioneering that by being the first at this time. It's really setting a great example showing what can be done and we will hopefully encourage other people to follow suit and do the same
0: and when is that on
1: it's on now yes yeah, sleepless a musical romance it's a musical based on the movie sleepless in seattle
0: and when does that finish
1: I think they're running until the end of september so i think their website is kx ticks i know they're managing the tickets for it so anyone can book i think they can group in maximum groups of four if i remember rightly because of social distancing it's a great show by all accounts. Everyone should head out there and support the arts.
0: Exactly right. So what else is on the agenda? Any other news? We
2: hope that more shows will open. (laughs) (laughs) I think it just takes time for everybody to feel more comfortable comfortable and confident.
0: But I mean, the thing is that was driving me crazy was that the fact was that you could fly for so long.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It was all a bit odd, (laughs) wasn't it?
0: I was like... Well, hang on, you know, you say, you know, okay, so even if people have got to wear a mask, what's, what is the difference? A plane is, you know, hundreds of people all sitting in one place, exactly theatre style.
1: <laughs> yeah, or the pub, you can go to the pub. I think that a lot of the big theatre producers are feeling that at the moment that there's perhaps a bit of a, a double standard Yeah. with what's being allowed and, and what's not I did. I do think that we will see steps towards the stage five of the culture secretary's plan soon. But you know, who am I to say? With a bit of luck, we will. But hopefully, all of these smaller shows that have been starting will really set a great example. Yes. And just inspire some movement there, because people need to get back to work.
0: I've never liked the phrase "new normal," so I've always avoided it because I just would like to get back to just normal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just normal without the new. Too. Yes, just please. <laughs> yes please and thanks.
0: Yes, exactly right. Um, now and also they cancelled pantomimes, which you know is heartbreaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, that must be really devastating for the regions because yes. I think the money generated by panto really sustains a lot of more of the creative work that is done throughout the rest of the year because it raises a lot of funds. Of course. Um, so that must be a real hit.
0: Yeah. And also, it's such a, a UK quirky tradition. It just seems like, I don't know, it's like bangers and mash, isn't it? It's it's kind of, what? what? Yeah. No pantomime?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, uh, oh, yeah. no,
1: there isn't. Yeah, yeah exactly
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there isn't. And that is yeah. the end
2: of it. <laughs> I have to admit, it took me a few years to take to it and get pantomime. I but I think I've got there in the end. <laughs>
0: Well, is there is there no? I, mean, I bet there isn't. Is there a tradition similar in Germany at all, or not really?
2: No, not really, not that I'm aware um,
0: of. That's just for us, isn't it? it? Seems to be
2: a very <laughs> peculiarly British thing.
0: <laughs> There's no dames in Germany, then no panto dames. No,
1: <laughs>
0: you're missing a lot. You know that now.
1: <laughs> I, I, do. I just I can go over and start one. <laughs> during this quiet time and you can you can be the star Joe.
0: yeah okay fab i'll take it i'll take anything at this point <laughs> so it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you and talking to you and finding out more. likewise,
1: about likewise. It was really nice to talk to you too and lovely to hear that you're keeping busy and doing something good with your time
0: yes yes exactly and uh, i think that's the beauty of most performers that i know and obviously all the the theater companies and theatre lovers that are on your books there that you know we just all want to keep going because it means a lot to so many people it kind of defines humanity I feel the arts and theatre and live performance yes absolutely Absolutely. yeah you know obviously once you've done your your stuff with your crowdfunding that's um, that's the most important thing to do and to um, get back out there and and get us all entertaining and get us all laughing and get us all together applauding and shouting and screaming and smiling and doing all the wonderful things
1: well we've got two days left so we're going to go at it hammering tongs
0: yeah
1: and see where we end up and then we'll go into the process of working out who gets what and sure that's not an easy task
0: is it blimey yeah, that's not going to work on an algorithm, is it, or anything? It's going to have to be. No.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, I'm in my element with spreadsheets, so I shall get into it, possibly this afternoon.
0: Uh, rather you than me. I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, chaps. It's so lovely. Uh, Keep up the good you. work.
2: Bye, oh, okay. Bye-bye. bye Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Real Folk with me, Joe Burke.